Hello, and welcome back to the Galdercast. Background audio for this episode is brought to you by Sirenscape, a great source for amazing atmosphere and music. You can check them out at sirenscape.com. Music comes from Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com and Darren Curtis at DarrenCurtisMusic.com. Licensed under Creative Commons Attributions Licenses 3.0 and 4.0 respectively. Additional music from Arcane Anthems. You can support them at Patreon.com slash Arcane Anthems. Now, on to today's episode of Galdercast. Close to Lathan, with the convoy camp set up for the evening, the young lions begin to bed down for the night in anticipation of their early arrival in the city the next day. And one of their members has split off in conversation with a suspicious character in the caravan. Smiley, faced alone with Ophelia, one of the elusive assassins known as the Doves and who have been contracted to kill him, confronts her, knowing her true agenda. She smiles wryly as flames erupt from her fists. Smiley, having the faster footwork, is able to get the jump on her, using his mimic rapier to deal a hefty blow before rushing back to camp in order to get back up with the rest of the group. As he dashes away, Ophelia launches several magically imbued darts, landing a number of critical hits and severely wounding Smiley. The other lions join the fray, with Sigmund, Finn, and Smiley remaining at a range and firing at Ophelia, while Crisis rushes her in a flurry of whips and insects, together heavily injuring her. Ophelia steals herself, attempting to fight off Crisis while simultaneously targeting Smiley with darts. However, in her divided attention, she fails to connect with any of her attacks, finally electing to flee from this fight with her life. In her retreat, she is able to avoid the ranged attacks of the lions until Sigmund unleashes the might of his rifle, knocking her down to which Crisis and Smiley quickly tie her up and drag her back to the camp. While discussing whether to kill her, keep her captive, interrogate her, or release her, the lions go through the dove's pockets, finding a copy of the contract to kill Smiley taken out by his auntie Zold, a purse of old platinum pieces the doves use a pouch of white ash poison, and a pack of what remains of her magical darts. Choosing relative mercy, it is decided that they will release Ophelia. However, not before breaking her hands and leaving a note to the rest of the doves to break the contract and stay away from Smiley and the group. As the first strike is made on her, the lions watch as the form that was Ophelia scatters into petals of shadow her true body having been swapped with a shadow duplicate when their tension was otherwise occupied. Although they are confident neither Ophelia nor the other doves will attack them further for the night, the lions remain wary of every other threat they have encountered in Thial, and set up watch for the night. In a welcome change of events, the night passes peacefully, if not at least unnoticed by the group. As dawn breaks, so does their camp and the caravan takes up the last leg of its journey to Lathan, arriving on the outskirts of the city after a few hours' travel. At the gate, they are greeted by a checkpoint set up by the Thialin army. The remaining carts are taken in with the wounded soldiers and Dubin being taken away for treatment. Meanwhile, Smiley and Sigmund go to speak with the commander in charge of the checkpoint, giving him a detailed report of their version of events twisting the truth just enough to avoid the soldiers being punished for losing a cart, and most of the prisoners. At the same time, they paint Uvra as having been crucial to the survival of the convoy, hoping to save her from being sent to the Cliffkeep prisons unjustly. 
With some luck and smooth talking, combined with the corroborations from Foss, Trettler, and Groibel due to Smiley's deceptions of the soldiers days prior, the commander relents to putting in a good word on Uvra's behalf to the higher-ups in the Theolan army, in order to at least have her sentencing lessened. During this time, as the wounded soldiers are transported further into the checkpoint, Dubin is passed close to the Black Nona's Arcanum cart, at which point he immediately awakens from his mysterious slumber. Before anyone can act, he rises, takes the reins of the cart, and speeds off through the thoroughfare into the city, disappearing into the mass of the populace. The lions debate for a moment on giving chase, but just as quickly resign the idea. With all their business at the checkpoint taken care of, the young lions finally set foot into the city of Lathan. Built in a large gulf on the western coast of Thial, Lathan is a massive port city nearly three times the size of Amanos. The largest district of Lathan is the open streets, which consists of the majority of residential and commercial buildings, and makes up the eastern inland portion of the city. Halfway through the city, towards the docks, is an inclined cliff peninsula, which splits the docks north to south, and rises out over the water to a height of nearly 600 feet. Known as Upper Walk, this gated and walled-off district of the city is where all the noble families reside, and sat at the pinnacle of the rising cliff, past Upper Walk, is the Grand Church of the God of Rebirth. To the north of Upper Walk are the simply named North Docks and Dry Dock districts, where the more law-abiding and well-off ships and respectable businesses are to be found. This district also houses Lathan's massive Dry Dock, which takes up almost a quarter of the district. On the lower end of the shore are the South Docks, or as they are more often referred to, the Brines. Here is where captains and ships with reasons to avoid the authorities make port. Further inland, the Brines merge with the Brackish district, a large portion of Lathan comprised of clustered buildings built one on top of the other, where one can disappear and never be found again. At the base of Upper Walk, and the center of the city connecting the districts together is the Portway Market, a huge open area of Lathan where one can find an ever-changing and shifting market of merchants and artisans who set up temporary stands or displays day by day. Nearly two square kilometers of patchwork tents, tarps, and stalls selling anything from simple pottery to strange and eclectic clothing to magical potions. The group's first order of business is to find themselves lodgings for the night, and, as Lathan is Smiley's hometown, he leads them towards the Innsway Tavern, a multi-story inn located at the edge of the Portway Market. However, upon arriving at the market, the group decides to take a look around before checking into any rooms, and begin to explore the many stalls and vendors who have taken up shop for the day. While most of the group goes in search of magical items and potions, Finn heads off to find some artisans to commission. First finding a mask maker, he asks for a simple mask with tear-like tracks running down below the eye holes. His second commission is for a large black cloak, finding a seamstress who ends up suggesting crow weave for the fabric. Settling both orders to be ready in about a week's time, he rejoins the others. In this time, Smiley looked into a number of potion sellers. However, none of the wares offered ultimately interested him. Crisis, 
went in search of any items which may be bug-related, finding a rather gaudy jewel-encrusted beetle brooch, but, like Smiley, decided against the purchase. When the group begins to near the edge of the market where it meets with the gates to Upper Walk, they notice that a sizable crowd has gathered to watch something. Hearing rhythmic drum beats, the group heads further into the crowd to see what spectacle has caught their attention. Upon being able to view what is happening, they see a young Earth Genasi and a number of other younger humans, dwarves, and half-elves in some sort of dance performance to the music of several drums and lighter instruments. However, not all is as it seems. Crisis, being lower to the ground than the rest of his companions, notices that a handful of children are weaving through the crowd, pickpocketing the onlookers as they watch the performance. Smiley, wise to the means and methods of thieves, also catches on to this ploy, and he and Crisis watch as these children deftly lift coin purses, jewelry, and any other item of value. Each time one of the young thieves nears the edge of the crowd, they throw a small bag with their loot out towards nearby alleyways and hiding spaces between merchant stalls, where other small hands await to catch and hide the stolen goods. Crisis holds a platinum piece in his hands behind his back, allowing one of the children to take it from him as they pass. Smiley watches the heist closely, and is able to pinpoint one of the catcher's positions. Heading over, he finds a young human boy of maybe 10 years or younger, with a small pile of lifted goods in a sack. The youth panics for a moment before Smiley reassures him that he is not there to bust their job. Instead, he wants the boy and his companions to be his eyes and ears in the city, and to keep a particular eye on the activities of the Grin family. After giving the child a number of platinum pieces, he agrees and tells Smiley that the six keys are at his service. As he holds out his hand for a shake, Smiley notices a small tattoo of a stylized six and a key on his wrist. Smiley reconvenes with the group, and they depart the market, heading towards the Innsway Tavern. The group pays for their rooms, and finally, with some time each to themselves, without any immediate mortal peril, their minds are able to wander and think of each of their individual situations clearly. After many years, Smiley has finally returned to his hometown, which he had originally left due to the tensions within his family, especially those towards him. With his auntie Zold having finally stepped over the line and contracted the doves to have him killed, he is determined to put a stop to her. Despite his resolve against his aunt, seeing his family after such a long time has him in a mixture of excitement and uncertainty. Crisis Although unfazed by most things, and always keeping a rather upbeat and forward-facing attitude, still feels the pangs of loneliness and abandonment left behind after Axel went on his own way. In the back of everything, he fears that he may lose more of his companions, and dreads being left behind. Sigmund, goal-oriented and focused on halting the attempts on Smiley's life, has thought little as to what the return of Jakob means. However, these thoughts creep into his mind, and he cannot help but wonder what the connection between Jakob and the presence of the mysterious symbols of the Dob Sewell folktale may be, and why they seem to be following him. Reminiscing on his old companions also has him worrying about Finn 
as his young friend becomes more reckless as the days pass, and hopes not to lose another person if he can help it. Finn, still coping with the departure of and separation from his brother, ponders his place in life without his brother and his relationship to his two patrons, the fiendish Fierna and the god Kelumvor. He remains in turmoil as to which power to lean into and what path he should follow from here on out. With some free time on their hands, the young lions set about some individual tasks for the evening. Smiley heads back out into the city and the Brackish district, knowing his way around the darkened, dampened maze of shacks and run-down buildings. He goes in search of information on his family and their activities in the recent days. After some time asking around and piecing together what information he is told, he learns a few things about the Grins and their ongoings. Within the last several months, the Grins have become more and more reclusive, rarely leaving their manor. Especially the current head of the Grin estate, Conrad, Smiley's father, has not left the home in almost two months. His siblings, however, do venture out into the city, though not very often. His younger siblings, Frida, Siegfried, and Dolphus, mostly only go to the Portway Market, with Siegfried finding himself within the Brackish district on occasion. His older sister, Gertrude, seems to have taken charge of the Grin's shipping affairs, and often travels to the North Dock to attend such matters. The rest of the branches of the Grin family also rarely leave Upper Walk, with one exception. Isolde and her family have begun to make a larger public image for themselves. Lately, with Isolde taking power and control over anything Gertrude does not, Isolde also makes regular trips into the Brackish district and the Brines, doing some illicit business outside the eyes of the authorities. The Grin family, primarily the main household. Lastly, the Grin family, primarily the main household, took in an advisor several months prior, a greasy snake of a man who goes by the name Cyrus Silcaro. With this new knowledge, Smiley returns to the Innsway Tavern for the evening. In this time, Sigmund, with a bottle of fine whiskey in hand, heads up to Finn's room. Sitting down with Finn and pouring them both drinks, Sigmund explains some of his past in the Whore Sons, and how he had lost many allies over the years with them, including someone close to him. He tells Finn that he is a valued member of the Lions now, and that he and the others are worried about Finn's continued reckless choices. Sigmund knows that Finn's heart is in the right place, but sometimes that is not all it takes to do good. He needs to think things through and find the best way to handle difficult situations. Even with his brother gone, he can and will find his way through everything, but he won't be alone doing so. Sigmund quietly finishes his drink and leaves Finn with the remainder of the bottle, heading back to his own room. The young lions finally sleep in the comfort of a bed and the security of civilization, dreams passing them in the night like phantoms of the past. Crisis dreams of long-lost friends and old companions. Smiley, of his family, and of the last time he saw them. Sigmund's dreams are of Jacob, and are permeated by the haunting totems of the Dobsul. 
Finn, dreams of a comforting darkness and a far-off fire, the inferno nearing him quickly as it cuts through the darkness, scorching away everything in its path. The voice of Fierna echoes from inside the fire. She calls to Finn. He has not held up his own, and she is tired of waiting for him to do her bidding. The voice and the flames surround and consume him. Finn awakes in his room, not in his bed, but standing in its center, no longer in control of his own body. Fierna's voice thunders in his mind. She is now in control. Finn can do nothing but watch from inside his own mind as his body walks off into the early morning dawn, leaving his belongings and his friends behind. Alright, so, um, you're now at the morning after your first day in Lathan. Finn has disappeared, and, um... After some time of, you know, you guys being up, having your breakfast, uh, going about a bit of the day, you realize he hasn't come down yet, you go up to his room, you find him gone, with uh, the majority of, po of his possessions left behind. Um, the only thing taken is, like, his clothes, and obviously the strange black book that he carries with him, as part of his pact with Vierna. Um, you see that the, um, <clears throat> the foot chest at the end of his bed is still locked, which, as you guys know, when you came into the place, they don't come locked, they are unlocked with the key inside. So, uh, whatever is inside the chest, or whatever you put inside the chest is still going to be there. You can see the key, like, sitting on, um, on a nightstand. No, we're opening it. So you pop it open, um, you find his pack, so you have bedroll, another five feet of rope, um, the pocket sand is now in everyone's pockets, <laughs> so that's not there anymore, um, <clears throat> you also find, what else did you have on him, the map, um, it's that black map that you guys got from, uh, Graves. Yeah, I'm gonna take that. Um, if that's okay. There was another thing. His tattoo is on him. Oh, the iron flask. We have the. What did it do again? The iron flask. Yeah. Um. Uh, you guys identified that one. Um. It's essentially it contains something. something. It's it's kind of oh, like a genie okay. bottle, but not for a genie. Mm. Okay, um, some, and when you guys something. identified it, you identified it as containing something. Like, there is a creature inside this iron blast. But by the identification, you don't know what it is. So pulling that cork might be dangerous. Yeah. Well, I doubt Finn would get himself stuck in there, so... <coughs> well, you can't put like that creature out. in anyways. Oh, no, but that's what I'm saying. Like, clearly the creature in there isn't him... <laughs> Who's taking I mean, the flask? Meta, of course, we know where he actually is, but... Yeah, he, he bounced. Yeah, um, I, uh... If you guys ask around, you'll know from, like, some of the, uh... We'll say, night staff. 
at the Inzway Tavern that they they saw him just walk out the door and leave. And that was my next thing. If he if he left with his book, he clearly wasn't kidnapped. So for some reason, he chose to leave with nothing for no apparent reason. There was something very suspicious about that. I'm gonna pop the iron flask into Smiley's. But there's nothing we can do about it. <laughs> for whatever reason, for whatever reason, our friend has chosen to leave us. <coughs> and there's uh, to find her brother. Maybe. Maybe. That's what I think. It's sad. Once again, we're missing a party member. So, um, with that in hand, uh, what is your first order of business for the day? I look. Well, he left voluntarily, so there's no sense in going after him. Yeah, it's sad, but it's it's sad it's worse than sad. It is it is infuriating. I'm going to give him quite the walloping next time I see him. Oh yeah. Uh, Sigmund is in the room. He's just silent. I'm upset. <coughs> I'm gonna make upset little lizard noises. <laughs> oh, uh, trying to think. Guys probably have his gold too. <laughs> I would imagine so. Knowing him, he'd probably take it with him. <laughs> no, but he technically did not because all of his belongings that were in the chest stayed inside the chest. The things that were not there were his clothing and his book because <clears throat> it technically teleports to him. Uh, so, uh, you guys actually have 88 gold and 95 platinum from him. Between the three of us? Uh, well, that's what's in his... Uh, his coin purse in the chest, so you can divide that. Uh, no, no, that, that's, that, that was the question. Yeah, it, it's it, total 80. 88 and 95. Yes. Okay, so I'll do the math real quick. Thank you. I don't think I can math. It was 95 platinum and 88 gold. That is 1038 total. Divvy that up by three. 346 gold pieces a piece. Well, not literally, like 30, 31 plat and we'll split it up so it works out, but we're getting like 31 plat and change each. Plus like another 36 gold, that's how it's gonna work out. 31 platinum? Yeah, and 36 gold. Assuming we use our own money to just like make the uh, make the numbers work. Sigmund's sitting pretty flush at 202 platinum pieces. Oof. <clears throat> right. So. <coughs> you guys, uh, you have the day ahead of you. Um, you right, still have that I... black map that you haven't identified yet. Um, and just because it's been a heck of a while. Um, you do remember that, um, that black map couldn't be identified by, well, identified, uh, and you all assumed or could guess that it's a pretty powerful item, and you would need something more akin to legend lore uh, to figure it out. So, until you guys can either cast it yourselves, or you can find someone who can. 
Maybe we should... I think we should definitely identify this. Identify the map, you mean? Yes. Also, can you pop those money numbers in chat, please? Yep. Thank you. I have terrible memory, so I have no idea. Maybe we should explore the city a little bit. Um, yes, I'm... Sorry, it's been so long that I'm a little uh, that I'm a little out of sorts. Um, but I do know I do know that this is my family's hometown. And do you want me to read what I wrote? <clears throat> yes, please. My aunt is also very specifically trying to kill me. So. Okay. Um. So I'm just gonna start from the last page. So, uh, the child that was in the caravan with us was actually changing. Helped Carissa escape. Uh, smiling and half elf Ophelia talk. The elf attacked. Uh. Blah, blah, blah. We had a fight. Then the fuck out into... of her. Yeah, we went into the city. We met the six keys. Uh, at the docks. And Osiris has become Smiley's dad's advisor. Whom hasn't been out in a while. I have no idea what that means. Yeah, uh, so... Yep, you guys went to the... <clears throat> You went to the city. You did speak with some of the army at a checkpoint. We were able to oh, yeah, get Uvra's yeah. um, sentence hopefully reduced. You mostly went to the Portway Market um, yesterday. <laughs> with Smiley having gone to the Brackish District for a while, um, where you got like a bunch of info on your family. Uh, Isold is like becoming a more prominent public figure for the Grin family. Uh, you also know that she tends to have some sort of deals uh, in the Brines, the, like, sketchy port. Yeah. <clears throat> but you don't know what. Um, your father has straight up not left Upper Walk one hell of a long time. Um, your sister Gertrude tends to do, like, business on occasion in the Dry Dock. Uh, like, for your family's uh, public affairs and stuff. Other siblings kind of go out every now and then, but not very often. And uh, the Gorin family has a new advisor who goes by the name Cyrus Silcaro. Mm -hmm. The pink Grimus Wormtongue. Fun. Um, and then I wrote, um... I can't pronounce the name. Bahars Irafaya, known as Arcanum member? Ah, uh, Bahars Irafina. Ah, yes, there we go. Irafina. Okay, so she's a notice Arcanum member, or they? Um, and then. Uh, perfect. And then we were staying at the Innsway Tavern on the second floor, and we just found out they left. That's all I have written. Alright, I think our best bet for the time being is to find my elder sister. I really want to know what this map does, though. I do too, but my family's got the resources that they can help us find it. I mean, if... wait, uh... Sigmund, have you tried to 
identify it yet? Yeah, you guys identified it, and identify it was, you, you couldn't it. identify the, the map. That's why you need something you need legend more lore, powerful. Right. right. Yeah, legend lore. <clears throat> um, yeah, I mean, my family basically runs this town, so if anybody can help us find a way to figure out exactly what it is, it'll be them. And uh, I think, given the, you know, trying to murder me situation... We might be just. We might be well served trying to find allies. <laughs> this is this is how many attempts on my life th thus far? Uh, are, are we at two or three so far? Three now. Three, I'd say. Yeah. Initial assassin. Um, the additional attacks during the one of the UNT fights, and I mean, technically, was an attempt on your life, but it was opportunistic. Uh, with Ophelia attacking you when you went to talk. Yeah, I mean, I had to cut her off at the pass, so to speak. I didn't have much of an option there. But she was going to go after me soon. Right, so if we can get in touch with uh, Gertrude, because I'm, what am I, third, fourth in line? She's one ahead of me in terms of uh, taking over the family, which means she's just on my father, who is second, or who is first in line, actually. So if we can get in touch with her, she's always... Uh, she and I have always been good siblings, even though we didn't always get along. And uh, if we can get a lot, if we can find my other siblings, they are. Well, let's just say I was a very good big brother to them. They will have our backs through basically any of this. Can't say the same for anybody else I know, even my own father. Oof. Mm. It's nothing personal from him. It's purely survival. I mean, obviously he wants me to make it, but. You know, <laughs> uh, he uh, he brought a lot of trouble on himself by by getting with my mother. So uh, let's head up to the dry docks, if anything. And uh, while we're working on that, I'm going to have the uh, I'm going to have my memento of the shapeless shift forms into a short sword. Um, because I'm going to start dual wielding, guys. Ooh. That seems like a fun thing. Yeah, it, it, I, I'm surprised I hadn't done it yet. I think it was just because it wasn't practical at the time. I only had one weapon, but uh, uh, now that I have the, mem the memento of the Shapeless and the Dagger of Venom, it only makes sense. Um, so <coughs> we're going to the docks then? Yeah. Yeah, so you're heading to the dry dock. Uh, on our way there, can I look for like magic shops um, or anything that seems magic interesting? Uh, magic where you are, you're not passing know. too many shops. Like, um, you guys are a right bug here. Store. You're like at the Portway Market, like right at the corner to get the dry dock. It's like go across the market and go over. You're not passing too many shops, but sure, keep an eye out. Mm -hmm. Unless you want to like less skirt around the market and actually go through it, in which case you have a chance of finding maybe something magical. Mm. No, I have to see if there's, like, magic-y people who can do magic things. Um, like are you just looking or asking around? Um, while the others aren't looking, I'm gonna ask around. Okay. So, roll investigation. Like as you're walking towards the dry dock. 
Do you know any high-ranking mages? You said investigation? Yep. Okay. okay. <laughs> so, while you're making your way to the port, to the dry dock, um, you you take like any time you see someone with something vaguely magical, or they see that they can do magic, or that they are doing magic. Um, you just start asking, around, like, "Hey, do you know um, anyone who I who could identify something weird?" Um, and through a couple different people, you learn about a. Uh, unique individual with uh, a shop in the brines right on the coast uh, and like right at the base of the upper walk cliffs which would be this little number five here uh right, it's marked shop in brines say that again it's oh, a shop in, in the brines right at the base yeah. of the upper walk cliffs Like, practically, um, I immediately under the Lathander Peninsula. Did I get a name for the shop or the owner? Nope. You just told that, like, there's there's a weird dude um, that, like, anything strange, anything unique, you go to him. Okay, I can hear the boy. Okay, I'm just going to continue following, but I'm going to keep that in mind. Yep. Alright, so, you guys, quickly enough, um, end up at the dry dock. It's not too far of a trek. Um, so, make me, because you're looking for Gertrude, make a investigation check. Uh, up to two. Smiley15. Uh, anyone else going to help? Essentially, uh, Sigmund, are you? You can roll for me. You can roll for me. Yeah, I have really good message. It's good. Crisis will roll. Crisis roll. Something about Sigmund? It's good. And 21 on uh, Crisis. Yeah, you you guys, you know, you go around the dry docks. It's a huge, huge place. (coughs) Um, And you do find, uh, like, people who know Gertrude. Um not too hard to find businesses that are tied to the Grin family or the Grin name one way or another. Uh, she has not been in the Dry Ducks, uh, in a couple of days. So usually that means uh, she goes there like maybe once a week to take care of any upkeep business. So maybe another couple days she'll be by. If not, you, they'd say that you can find her at the Grin Estate in Upper Walk. Okay, great. <clears throat> Alright, well, let's, um, I suppose we may as well head up to Upper Walk. <coughs> so, you guys, uh, go back, you go back on yourselves, double back. Um, as you get to the Portway Market, you can see there's, um, let's say a huge crowd, but there's like a small um, gathering of people by the gates uh, to Upper Walk in the Portway Market. And there's a couple of guards standing by the gates. You can see, at least from this distance, because they're large enough, the gates are closed. Um, there's a small kerfuffle of people, like, you know, disgruntledly uh, complaining to the guards as you approach. Uh, and you can hear... Uh, you know what? Roll, roll perception just for... One. 
I will roll for crisis. It's <coughs> a 14. Crisis. Perception. Oh. Jeez, crisis has a huge perception. Um, so 26 on smiley. You mean a huge dick. <laughs> also, yes. Um, yeah. Smiley has 26. Sigmund, 14. Crisis of 15. Yeah, yeah, you can all hear a familiar voice you haven't heard in, uh, let's say about two months' time. Two months? <laughs> I'm, I'm keeping a vague timeline here. I'm not super sure on that, but I'd say about two months. You can hear. Oh, yes. Are you absolutely sure that I can't get in? Oh god. Voice I've been trying to get into the green estate for some time Oh my now. god, is that... Fuck, who is that? You hear Jack Daff. Oh my god, yes. Love Jack Daff. Do you want me to get more toys? I keep coming back, but you guys never let me in. Why? Can you we hear... hear the reasoning? <laughs> if you approach closer, you can start like hearing yeah. the guard. The, the, yeah, the guards. Um, the guards talking like kind of over the people, and as you're, you know, zoning in onto this, uh, and one guard kind of over the crowd and towards Jack Daff, uh, just goes. Look, upper walk is closed for the time being, pending further investigation into crimes committed inside the area. We ask that you Area. all cease any businesses and doings inside the upper walk until further notice. And please go about your days. Um, okay, I'm gonna walk up to them and uh, say, um... He's with us. <laughs> for one thing, this guy's with us. For another, do you intend to tell a member of the Grin family that they can't enter the Upper Walk to return to their <coughs> ancestral home? Because I would very much like to see what they would say about that. Uh, roll of persuasion. Uh, in doing so, I will also show him my signet. 13. The signet helps. Um, he looks at you a little confused and goes, Then what's a member of the Grim family doing outside of the Upper Walk already? Yeah. Whatever it's been closed I since well, last night. Said whatever I damn well please. Oops. Well, sir, unfortunately, all the noble families of the Upper Walk have agreed to close the district for the time being. I'm sure a man with your means can find lodgings until further notice. It should not be more than three days before we can reopen the district. And if I don't particularly care to wait that long? <clears throat> Sir, unfortunately I can't do much more for you. What precisely was the purported crime that happened? Uh, roll persuasion again. Yes, with a 20. <clears throat> he kind of like ushers your group further in. And as like the rest of this small crowd has starts to disperse, and the more like kind of hushed tone, not you know booming over to address everyone. <coughs> yes. Well, sir, unfortunately there was a break in in one of the noble homes uh, a day ago. The individual in mention 
as requested that we investigate the circumstances and bringing it up to the other noble families has had them agree in unison to have the upper walk closed until we can catch the perpetrators or ensure that this situation will not arise again. Until then, all non-members and folks outside of the district at the time are not to be allowed inside. I see. Well, I apologize for my earlier tone. I appreciate that you're just doing your job. I do, however, wonder if there's a way for me to perhaps bypass this because I really do need to get in to see my family. And we may be able to assist with the investigation. Well, I could go... I'm a good finder. <clears throat> I'm a good finder! If you so I insist, didn't... I could perhaps ask the families if they would allow for you to enter and assist. If you do not mind waiting here while I go about this. It's no issue, thank you. And, uh, may I have your name for the record, sir? I go by Smiley when I'm on the road, but my family will know me as Alaric. Right then, sir. Wait, Do right be here. careful. Do be careful to ask Conrad or Gertrude <coughs> specifically. The branch uh, families don't particularly care for me. He gives you a nod and heads inside. Other guards still at the post. Um, about 20, 30 minutes pass uh, until this guy comes back. There's... He has, like, a bit of a perturbed look on his face. He goes, Well, sir, uh, I have spoken with Conrad Grin, and your request for admission and audience has been denied. Firmly. Rather. See? I do wonder who's had my father's ear recently, then. If it's this Cyrus I've been told about. Uh, roll insight. Um, it's gonna yeah, it's like boot. Super hard to see. There's a little bit of like <laughs> an uneasy look to this guy's uh, face when you mention Silas. Yeah, I suspect as much. Well, uh, what is your name, soldier? Or guard, I should say. Uh, Yeva, sir. Yeva Dagger. Yeva Dagger. Excellent. Thank you for your help. I appreciate the attempt. I'll have to find some other way to reach my father. And, uh, you can return to your post. We'll be likely seeing each other again. Goodbye. What about our friend Jack Def? Um, you look back and you see Jack Def just standing there, like quickly scratching and stroking his beard with a very confused look on his face until there's a light bulb moment and he goes oh, I know you yeah, yeah people were at Havardin yeah and we were trying to get you in just now sorry we couldn't do more <coughs> oh this is this is very exciting you you should come back to my um I think I can give you tea that would be lovely. Thank you. 
He's that super excited. Lovely. And he starts like scuttling off um, <laughs> into uh, towards the Brackish district. <clears throat> so we're currently on our way to the upper. You were whatever? like right at the gate of Upper Walk. Okay, Upper Walk. What has been closed? Um, are we. Would you say we're at the base? Yeah. Are we close to the brines? No. Okay, so the the like, weird magic shop would complete other end. Um, you guys are like center city right now. Here. Um, like super super center city where the because this is like a rising like hill cliff sort of thing. It starts at the like sea level ish of the city then rises further up until it's like almost 600 plus feet above the water. And then there's just like this gated community that falls, follows this with like sheer cliffs, like just all of it. Kind of like a really cool okay. skateboard jump ramp. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna, before we go, I just had a thought. I'm gonna go to, I'm gonna go back up to, y to Yeva. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna say, um, Yeva, if, chance you should have the opportunity would you pass a message to my sister Gertrude for me or or yeah, to uh, any one of the other children of uh, or to any one of the other uh, the, 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 the words or to any one of, uh, of Conrad's other children specifically well ideally Fried or Siegfried uh, tell them I'm in town yes sir and would you tell like them, me to use your um, full name or this uh, uh, Traveling name? Tell them Smiley's waiting for them. That I will, sir. Should Thank I you. Get opportunity and to see. I appreciate that. And uh, for your trouble, I uh, I, I uh, surreptitiously slide him five gold. Okay. Exit gladly. Because <laughs> uh, I know I I know by associating with me at this point, he's putting himself in some some slight danger. Yeah, you know, want to make it worth his while. I mean, to be fair, he doesn't seem to think so, but he does take the gold clap. Uh, um, he doesn't know yet. <laughs> so you guys follow Jack Daff as he, like, old man scuttles through the brackish district. And, like, right at this, like, point where it's kind of like a cross between the brines and the brackish, they're kind of similar um, appearances. It's not like there's this hard wall in the district, it's just... At one point, anything that is dock and ship-related slowly becomes more inland about what you would may call a business um, further inland. And you can see there's this um, building that almost looks like a miniature tower. <laughs> like, it's, it's a kind of circular-looking building. It doesn't go more than a floor up, but it has that um, kind of uh, on... Concave, like, pointed roof, like a tower would. Jack Daff walks in, takes out, like, a huge keyring, starts unlocking a bunch of locks. Uh, opens up the, <laughs> the door, and you see almost an identical setup to the tower he had in Haverden. It's his books are everywhere. He has a new Red String Brigade board connecting the dots. Um, similar armchairs and everything. Um, no fire at the moment, because, you know, don't leave a fire going. 
Uh, but he, he walks in and goes, Please, please, come in, come in. Oh, I have not had guests here yet. <laughs> this is wonderful. Hmm. I'm going to find a seat, and I'm going to sit down and get real comfy. All right. And I'll ask him, what are you, what are you doing here? Uh, so, you know, he, you guys get in and you start, like, getting yourselves comfy. He starts a, a small fire. He has this, like, little stick that, like, shoots a spark and ignites the logs. Um... Uh, he like puts a little kettle on and he goes, Well, I was told to come here. Apparently, uh, the Grin family has many old tales in regards to uh, the Infernal War, which, as you know, is uh, very much my area of speciality and research. So, uh, your Pointing at Smiley. Friend! Uh, pokes his head for a second. Smiley! Uh, told me that his family lives here and that they have a lot of information about the Infernal War. So I came here to expand my research after I could no longer get hold of Sir Zed. Don't know what happened to him. We had to murder him. Yeah. How dreadful. I mean, I technically it was self defense. No. Homicide, yes. Murder, no. <laughs> uh, demon he side? Evil. He was an evil demon, yeah. Yeah, that. He was an evil demon. So. Ooh, he was a demon? I would yes, have loved to yep. pick his brains about the war. Anyways, Literally? C'est la vie. French apparently exists in this world. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, halfway. Um, that... Wait, do I speak that language? <laughs> that'd, be, uh, that'd be really fun. <laughs> so he he like makes tea, pours it out. <coughs> well, uh, what brings you all here? It's so nice to see old faces, more than once. Uh, well, my uh, my family's been trying to kill me, so I came back to make sure that stops. That's, that uh, is, uh, that's the gist of it. <laughs> my, uh, How many times seen. have they tried? He takes out a notebook. I think three so far. How have they done this? Uh, what was the name of those assassins. assassins? The white, the white the doves. doves. The doves. That's yeah, it. They the sent white. the doves after me twice, and they set. I think they managed to set some U and T on us at one point as well. You and you spell that. He just marks the letter T, and he's writing this down on a parchment notepad. Oh, this would be great for my research later. This is, uh, I, I can actually Spells explain. your name horrifically wrong. Fine, I don't care. I, I can actually explain <laughs> why they're being such, being such dicks about it. It's, uh, it's because I'm half-elf. They're very racist. I won't! Ooh. What? That's not very nice of them, now is it? No, it's it's Resist. not. You see, he writes the word asshole next to it. 
<laughs> this man is annotating everything, horrific spelling oh, mistakes, yeah. scratches out something, rewrites it. Seeing Jack Daff's research process is a little disconcerting. <clears throat> you know what? I said racist, he wrote asshole. Fair enough. I'm, I'm okay with that. What else have you been up to? It's been some time. How long has it been exactly? Oof, Two I, months, I think? More or less, yeah, I think. Um, well, we had some party members die. Then we brought them back. Then he left and then again. And his brother left. And his brother left, too. And then he left. Yeah. It's been very like, sad. Oh, and then we had, a, we had a, at least one other party member join us very temporarily and fucked off with barely a goodbye. People I, keep leaving me. Yeah. I thought there was less of you this time. I just thought I had really bad math. That too. If uh, if your spelling is any indicator, you might. Oof. <laughs> counting on his fingers and going, No, you might be right. <laughs> By the way, my name is, uh, it, it's Smiley. It doesn't have an A in it or three E's. I'm just saying. <laughs> Start scratching out like the wrong letters. Rewrites it again. <laughs> Puts like two eyes. It's all easy. And then instead of writing grin, he just puts a smiley face, but like the mouth is open and he puts little teeth. <laughs> okay, see, see that part I'm okay with. <laughs> my name being in a, <laughs> my name being a little picture, I'm okay with that. That's actually kind of nice. He's, like, making, like, really horrific shorthand notes. Um, you can see he has similar notes, like, post up around the room, uh, connected with, like, red threads and junk. Um. <clears throat> no, just for fun, make a, make a perception check around the room. Anyone who would, wishes to. <coughs> Ta-da! It's a 25 on Smiley. Because my perception is absolutely monstrous. Yeah, it really is. Um, <laughs> I should really check what your passive is. Uh, my passive perception is 18. Oh, jeez, yeah. You... My passive insight is also 18. You'll be able to see so many horrific things. Oh, fun. My, my, yeah, my pass passive insight is 18 as well. Uh, you want to know what my persuasion is? <laughs> Isn't it also really high? Yeah, it's a plus 9. It's 9. So it's my deception. Alright, so... Uh, I am maxing out expertise, my guy. 25, 14, and 9. Uh, so, Smiley, you, like, take in the entire room, you know. Um, yeah. Like, look for traps, look for... You're just used to taking in a room really quickly. You see just this, like, amalgamation and chaotic mess of notes on the Infernal War. Um, <laughs> despite horrific spelling mistakes, it's all pretty accurate to what you know. Um, and you see, um, like a couple random things underneath, uh, like almost, I would say crucial pieces of information, but it's like these strange and unknown, or relatively unknown aspects of the Infernal War, one of which was the Lord Fingers, uh, the Lord's Fingers, um, like that one that you guys had. That Sir Zed had been in possession of, and whoever his benefactor was, gave to him. And it's the 
cut off fingers of the Lords of Hell that were used to seal away all of the layers of hell throughout uh, the world. And it has like a lot of really detailed notes on these. Um, he, he almost has like this um, tracking of where they went over time, but all of them are now gone, like disappeared. Um, like he has the Lord's names um, where the finger was uh, used, like where the, the layer of hell had merged with the material plane. Then he has oh, where the finger was kept. Um, like its last known location. Some of them go on for a while, but all of them just break off at some point. Um, like all of their locations are, are lost to time at this point. Uh, you also see <coughs> a, a number of I want to say almost paintings, but also just notes, depictions, mentions of things called the the uh, the four or the four horsemen, the four warriors, and it was these legendary like individuals with no seeming alliance through the material, like through the the mortal or material plane to any church or anything. That were these crucial figures in winning the war <clears throat> and they seem to look similar to some of the statues and depictions you saw in the necropolis where Chessis and Messist were locked away you also do see mentions of, of uh, your grandfather the lions uh, obviously a bit of your family as he started doing research into you guys again all fairly accurate. Um, Just horrifically spelled. Yeah, like, this man is... He's really good at finding information. <clears throat> Jack Duff, do you know by any chance if there was... If there was a... Uh, what am I going to call it? A convergence of the planes in Lathan? Hmm... Let me see. He starts poring over his notes. I don't think one of the planes made its way to the sand. But there were two close by. Two, you say? Yes. Uh, one further north into Thial. Where the... Scar Canyon is. Um, I'm not going to bring up the map just because it's going to take it. You just time to load, but you do know there is this like huge chasm uh, further north in Thial that's called the Scar Canyon. Um, it's just massive, just breaking the land. <coughs> he says that there was one there, and there was also one uh, not in Thial but near the border of Sathur, uh, just below the mountain. I have yet to find exactly which layers of hell those were. They're a little difficult. Particularly ascertained. Well, if you know where my grandfather fell, then I should tell you where at least one of the planes was. Oh, yes, I do know. He... Um... He... I know I think I mentioned this before. He is so... I think I mentioned he was somewhere north.
Yeah, so, um... I believe I mentioned he was somewhere to the north inside Nethria is where he fell. Because he was fighting... Uh... Forgetting her name now. The Fallen Ariel. Angel one. Yeah, Zariel. I'm, uh, Zariel, I pulled up there. My, pulled up my yeah. background so we could to see if I could give Jack Daff a little bit of information he may not have had. Uh, yeah, he um, was further north. The Lions were a well-known battle. He was fighting Zariel. Yeah, so so Jack Daff does know where he fell, which means that he already knows where Avernus was then. Yeah. Okay. I was hoping to give him a little information he didn't know and to try and, you know, garner his favor a little more even. Oh, you guys are very firm friends. Oh, I'm I'm sure. I'm never hurts to be a little friendlier though. Mm-hmm. Right. Um He does also know of Uh let me just see. I'm gonna pull up the five layers of five layers of hell. Nine heads. Up you over to another. So, he knows uh, Stygia, Stygia um, was the absolute north of Nethria. That makes sense. And um, that Nessus was in the center of Sathur. Some of the other layers of hell are a little, um, fuzzy on, like, who exactly was where. I have a feeling, I mean, this is, this is totally meta, but I have a feeling that, uh, and you don't have to answer this because I know you know which one it is, but I think, I feel like Phlegethos is one of the, is one of the two near, near us right now, given how, uh, how Finn left under control of uh, under control of fear now. Anyway, yeah. So um, he has like <clears throat> hmm. Um. Oh yeah, I wanted to ask him something. Oh, yep. Um, do you know anything about the about here, like in this town? Do you know a magic man that's in the brines? I've heard talk of such a man. Person. Oh yes. Um. There are many men in the brines. One that can identify powerful items. Hmm. Oh, I don't know. One, uh, one guy. Little spooky. A very tall half-elf. Yeah, don't know if he can identify things, but uh, he's a little weird. And he's got some strange things in his shop. Knows a lot of things. Really does. Does this sound like someone we've met before? Uh, vaguely cough, sounds. Cough. Yeah, it, it vaguely sounds like Graves. Yeah, I was gonna say. Oh. 
tall right. half elf, kind of creepy. Ignore my chattering bugs in the background. They are very <laughs> silly and full of boogers. <laughs> <laughs> Booger bugs. Ah, yucky! Let me just translate for a second. Mother, I am displeased. <laughs> no, he looks very comfy. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> it, it's more <laughs> like um. Ah, uh, what's that robot creature? <laughs> the um, one that's a, a like a Roman couch. Hedonism, hedonism, hedonism bot. bot. Yeah, it's more like hedonism oh bot, goodness. just going. Father, bring me grapes and milkies. <laughs> I require like sustenance in my lays. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> um, do, do you know who he is or what his shop is called? I don't know about his shop. I believe he calls himself Mr. Graves. Oh, yeah, yeah, we've met him before. Have <laughs> you? Yes, he was I very, didn't know uh, you were already in Lathan before. No, he's no, been elsewhere, too. No, he went too. somewhere else. Oh. I thought he was always here. He's he may well old. have been. He may have been in multiple places at once. We never know. He's a very interesting individual. Ooh, how fancy. I would love to be able to do that. Um, I was wondering if we could visit him. I talked to my party. Well, he hasn't he I, hasn't called in his uh, his favor on that map yet, so I suppose he may not be interested in it, other than to identify it. Maybe, yeah. Because we do all still owe him stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He's so chatty. Chatty. <laughs> Fuck it, let's go find Graves. Alright. Yeah, he, uh, he may well know what's up. He may well know what's going on with information, maybe. Who knows? How is he in town? Why is he in town? These are good questions. Yeah. Um, this spooky man. So, uh, Jack Daff actually points you towards the location. He's actually gonna, um, oh, fuck it. What show if he follows. He's not gonna show for you there exactly, but he's gonna, like, you know, lead you to exactly where it is. Because it's a. Well, he says it's. Uh, a little strangely placed. I only ended up finding the place because I got last on my first day here. That sounds about right. Oh, actually. that's a mood. So, uh, you know, he douses his fire, brings you guys outside, locks up all the locks on his door again. One can never be too safe. Scuttles his Very way true. off. I go, wait, do you want to bu- Okay. He starts scuttling, showing you guys the way. And, uh, <laughs> about, like, 28 minutes later, you guys arrive, um, at quite literally, like, the base of Upper Walk. And you can see it's just this huge, sheer cliffside that just rises above the water. And right where the cliffside meets the shoreline is this small circle of trees behind which you see built into the stone of the cliffside is a door with roughly carved into it grove. Ah! Uh, I just gecko scream. Ah! Uh, 
This is the place. Um, if yeah. you want more tea or you want to visit, feel free. He scuttles back off. Okay, bye. Thank you. Well then. I guess we should enter. Yep. That man is strange. <clears throat> so, you guys, uh... Strange, but entertaining open and also useful. And you see before you the same rain shop that you saw in Amanos. Quite literally. It's like the, the same, the same? Exact same. What the fuck? Exact same layout, the exact same things. You can still see there's um, that animated undead hand still locked in a cage uh, to the ceiling. That is so fun. <laughs> there's a number of things. Uh, I love that hand. Like maybe one or two things are now gone, but it's a little hard to tell. You know, this man gets business other than you guys. Mm -hmm. uh, there's obviously a few things you may have noted before that are now missing or gone or maybe placed elsewhere. It's the exact same shop. <clears throat> and when you guys walk in, the door slowly swings closed behind you. Not creepy at all. <clears throat> with, a, with a nice creak. <laughs> Thank you. And <clears throat> coming out from behind some curtained entrance further into the shop is the strange, tall, extraordinarily thin uh, half-elf graves, his head almost touching the ceiling, his fingers kind of coming together. Uh, you know, steepling together as he walks in. He sees you all. Eyes slowly scanning across you and goes, Ah. Rare that I get repeat customers. And you feel that same, like, dual tone voice piercing through your ears. Almost as if he's talking from far away, but also whispering directly behind you. Well, that's surprising, given the quality of service that you give. So soon, too. What can I offer you in services today? Um, this map. Ah, yes. The black map. Mad mapper. Very nice yeah. and fine purchase on your part. Definitely. We just seem to have forgotten to ask you to maybe identify it or maybe tell us more about it. What, what does it do exactly? Well, as I explained when you purchased it, it allows one to navigate the unnavigatable to make sense of non-Euclidean geography. Anything more than that would require magical means. Yes, do you, do you or anyone you know possess the spell called, what was it called? Lore? Legend, legend lore. Le thank you, in unison. Legend lore? I am quite capable of utilizing the spell. 
but it would require payment. I was just about to offer. Would you like to offer gold? Or something else? And you can see there's like a small crack, small smile crack on his face. And again, this man, voice from afar, voice from behind your ear, but his mouth is almost scarcely ever opening. It's like this, this cracked whisper of movement. There are no items I currently wish to part with at the moment, but there is lots of gold I would be willing to part with. If that suits you. <clears throat> that does indeed. I'm just gonna check how much it costs. Sigmund's gonna give, glance around the shop for any interesting items that have appeared since our last visit. <coughs> Roll perception. For some you haven't noticed. <sighs> Can I do an investigation instead? Um, You're gonna have to look for something a little more specific. Rather than glance around the shop. Uh, uh, magical armors. Armor. Smiley doesn't see shit with a one. <laughs> oh, there you go. We do item pricing. Here. Aha! First try. And I need to check for ivory for two hundred technical. Oof, 450 base cost, plus <coughs> cost for the spell. Alright. <coughs> so he does, like, you know, very quick calculations and goes, Such a spell would require a cost of 50,000 gold. Plus two hundred. Utilities. Fifty thousand. Oh my god. Fifty thousand and two hundred. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> um. Hmm. Any other way we could pay this? Because <laughs> we definitely don't have fifty thousand gold. Uh, if you have. 500 platinum. Oh. 500 platinum is 5,000 gold, no? Uh, one platinum equals 10 gold. So yeah, 50, so 500 is, is 5,000. Oh. And we don't have 5,000 platinum. Baths. <laughs> oh, no, no, sorry, yeah. it is 5,000, it is 5,000. The cost is 5,000? 5,200. Reading the wrong one. That's still pretty steep. For us. 
if you have other ways of payment gods to maybe reduced. Well, unfortunately for us, Graves, I believe at least two of us still owe you something from our previous interactions. Which means that anything we had that you liked, you would have already taken. Those are Maybe you can send it an errand? And they will activate upon appropriate acquiry. Anything else maybe that you can... may have acquired may be of service. Maybe we can run an errand for you or something? Roll persuasion. Yeah, you tell him, baby. Pers oh, yeah. I'm so good at persuasion. What? Apparently you are. <laughs> what? <coughs> 17. Okay. Um... It's literally plus zero. His eye, you see like a small raise of the eyebrow. Don't listen to my bugs. It's okay. And, um, another small crack of a, a smirk. He goes, Erin, that has been an object of two. I may be requiring you're able to procure such. Well, of course. An you're item a good I may be amenable. Your reduction in price. Excellent. What are the items or item? Uh, let me pull. <gasps> Don't sit on your ball, you weirdo. What are you? Ah! He sneezed on my hand! <laughs> it could be worse. It sounded like he threw up. Nah, he's just pieces. Whoa! Jeez! Don't need to throw things. La violence. <laughs> he's drooling so much. Oh my god. Yeah. About that 15 investigation, Sean? Yeah. For armor. Mm-hmm. Um, gonna get to that. So, he, he responds, Well, you can acquire one of two things. Well, you have two options of acquiry. You can find me at least five liters of void oil. Along well, we with, may have that already. <clears throat> along with about ten pounds of planar webbing. Ten or pounds. perhaps wait, 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 closer. Ten pounds? ten pounds of planar webbing? 
or and five mm-hmm. liters of void oil. Both. Five liters. <coughs> void. Okay. Yes, continue. Sorry. Or perhaps a little closer. There's an individual in the upper walk. Has an item that intrigues me. A planar veil. I believe it resides in the basement of one Baharis Irofina, known as Arcanum. Of course. Of course. If you are able to procure such an object, I would merely charge you the cost of spell materials for the legend lower. It was who was the Nonus Arcana member? Baharis Irofina. The same uh, one the that one, we already knew about yeah. being here. The one that you knew that Karisu was going after. Oh. So he might be here too. That's exciting. Okay, well Okay, yeah, we'll definitely look into those. If you Instead, procure me the void oil and webbing. I would instead reduce the cost to 2,000 gold. Which is to say he anticipates it being much harder to go after the Nornus Arcanum member. Uh, probably. He's hard to read. Very hard to read. You said 2,000? Uh, if you go after the Void Oil and uh, Planar Webbing, he's okay. going to reduce the cost to 2,000. Flat. And if you get the uh, Planar Veil, then he will just charge you the cost of materials. Okay. Uh, which is, by the way, 450. And the spell was called... I'm going to write it down because I keep forgetting Legend it. Legend Lore. Um, Legend lore. Thank you. Okay, thank you. And, uh, Sigmund, going through the store, you find only a single set of leather armor, um, with these kind of, like, swirling, uh, tendril-like, uh, I guess stamps. Just, like, designs inlaid into it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Excuse me, Mr. Graves. Yeah. <laughs> what does this do? <coughs> this is armor of the fathoms. It allows one to breathe underwater. Gives one Ooh. enhanced swimming capabilities. And can evoke some eldritch grasps. Oh, that sounds useful. Does. How much for the uh, armor of the fathoms? (laughs) Sixty thousand gold. Quite a rare acquiry. 
Pity. It's a bit far out of my price range. Very well. Yes, the individuals that procured me this item. And you're taking quite a few other items at the same time. Smiles. Multiverse. Do what? Say again? Multiverse. No, before that, I heard smiles. Oh, yeah, he's, he, he, like, smiles a little bit. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you were talking to me. No, he just smiles a little <laughs> bit. No, not you. <laughs> the Armor of Fathoms is something another group of mine dropped off at a similar NPC. Love it. Um... Before we go, are you perhaps able to tell us what precisely is held within this iron flask? Unfortunately, such a thing is beyond even my capabilities. I figured it was a long shot. We gotta even suck around the nature of an iron flask is to keep something locked away and well hidden. To find out what is locked inside. To fuck around it. and find out. Yeah, quite literally. The only, there's literally no way to figure out. It's like lead boxed information. You're not you're not gonna figure out unless you pop that cork. Yikes. People should really label these. Jeez. Okay, did we I'm going to whisper to my mates, uh, are we done here? I think we are. I am. Okay. Okay, we will try to procure your items, and we shall be back eventually. I look Farewell. forward. <laughs> your return. That guy makes me nervous. His, his, like this entire time, his fingers have kind <laughs> of just been steepled together, like fingertips touching. Um, like you when you have a bad idea. Yes. <laughs> Georgia would know. Uh, let me just <laughs> see something here. <laughs> the groan. Check. Um. I'm not finding what I need. There we go. Okay. Alright, so you guys are leaving? Yep. Okay. Yes. Uh, who will be the last one out? I will. Okay. Definitely not me. <laughs> passive perception, baby! Um, actually, this one's really passive investigation. Uh, as you say, exit. <laughs> oh no, it's only a five. Never mind. But it a is enough. I sneak. It's enough once you exit. Uh, when I th were you the one who saw him last time? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so as you guys exit the grotto, um, you all immediately get that same horrific headache. 
that you had last time you exited. Machinamanos. And Smiley, as you step out and you kind of turn back to close the door, you can see uh, overlaid with Graves' appearance is this all lanky humanoid form, almost a little more hunched over than Graves' is. A blank face with somewhat skull structure beneath taut skin and both hands with double the amount of digits one set of relatively regular sized fingers albeit a little long and then this second set of fingers joined at the knuckles of the smaller set that are like almost a foot and a half in length both sets of which are steepled together in front of him um, as you exit and you go to close the door, he gives you a bit of like a, a finger curl wave and then turns his hand, twists it, does the same motion. And you can feel even without your effort, closing the door, the door starts to close on its own with you. Like you're not even pulling it. You're just holding it as it closes. Yep. Yep. I will. I will never get used to that. That is deeply unpleasant every time. Strange creature that you've never seen before. Well, except for graves. Very, very odd creature. Yep. And technically, if you guys want to figure out what he is, that would require some research. Um, so what is your, uh, next order of business? Hmm. We should find a spot to talk, maybe. Stop throwing things on me! Yes. Yeah? Where are we going? Yep. Whoop. Well, we, uh, we could, uh, uh Sean, mm-hmm. um, I know this is my character's hometown and all, but you as the DM would know more about, uh, geography in it than I personally do. Is there a place that my siblings and I used to go to often when I was here? Hmm. I mean, you individually and um, also Siegfried, you guys tended to like kind of wander around the Brines and the Brackish on occasion. All of you together? Hmm. I don't think all of you together would have gone anywhere like in unison. Uh, probably places in Upper Walk. Um, because it's not just like residential areas there. There are a few businesses, but they're super high end. Yeah. Well, I'm just asking because that'll probably be the first place to come to look for me if they can get out. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what? I'll, I'll give you there was probably like a hiding space or something you guys had, but it's like super from when you were kids. Okay. And it would be so underneath case, underneath the Lathander Peninsula. Because it's not like a case, solid cliffside. Um it's it's the rising cliff, it hits the shore, but then it has that um like arched stone shape you see a couple like shorelines have with the cliff that then rises over and then reconnects into the water. Yeah. And there's like a little bit of um like land where that that arches right on the cliff side so you probably would have had something around there a lot of kids tend to go around this area so in that case i think our best bet is to reach out to that group of kid thieves that we found last time the six keys the the i think so yeah yeah it would yeah, be, it'd be the six, six keys, keys. So let's reach out to the Six Keys and see if they can do something for us to get a message to my siblings or find my siblings and get them to come meet us. Ooh, yeah, that's a good idea. <clears throat> Maybe they can give us some info about the upper walks, what happened there, and um, mm -hmm. how to get into that guy's basement. Yep. And we if can have, anyone uh, would know, it would be them. Yep. And if we can have my siblings come meet us somewhere, we can have them come meet us. Either at uh, that bar we went to in the Brackish district, the Brackish district, or at Jack Daff's place. Yeah. Sounds Jill, good. That sounds good. Oh yeah. Cool. That um, is the what we do. All right. Oh. So you're looking for anyone from the Six Keys, right? Yeah. Yeah. Roll, so we'll probably roll go investigation. back into the market. Yeah. <clears throat> investigation. 14. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 14, 19, and 6. Um, so Smiley and Sigmund together, you guys, like, you guys are walking around trying to find anyone that looks from the six keys until... I saw uh, a dragonfly. <laughs> Smiley, you actually just feel a tug on your sleeve. And you see the uh, the child you spoke with the, the yesterday. Look at you and go, Hey there, governor. Been looking around for you. I was about to start looking for you. We were you looking for you. Well, they found us. We've got a bit of a... What's the information for you? Uh, we'll I follow. Lovely. And off we go. So yeah. you watch as uh, he leads you throughout the brackish. And then ironically ends up back at Jack Daff's place. Ha! Oh. <laughs> Full circle. <laughs> um, he knocks on the door, like a, a patterned knock. Jackdaff opens the door. Oh, well, hello, little one. So nice to see you back. So, oh, new friends, my friends again. You two know each other. <laughs> we do. This is wonderful. All my friends know me, friends. Um, oh, he's so cute. The kid looks up at you and goes, Yeah, you know, know each him. other. Yeah. We do indeed. There's Long just this now. like look of what the fuck? Slight befuddlement but also amusement. Just a All right. Well. <laughs> never thought that was going to happen. <clears throat> equal parts confused and impressed. <laughs> and then he goes, 
We attract weirdos. What can I say? <laughs> As you guys walk in, kid goes to Jack Duff and goes, Ah, don't worry, Jackie boy, we're just passing through. Leave the door. Not mine. And he walks around um, some of the stacked books, like near the back of the room, and you see there's um, Jackie boy. Yeah. A rug. <laughs> Flips up the rug and there's a trap door that leads underground. <laughs> <gasps> Surprise Pikachu face. <laughs> the kid um unlocks the uh well opens the trap door and starts climbing down as you guys are <laughs> climbing down with him he goes oh wow i am surprised that you know daffy jackie daffy jackie how are you surprised? we've been using this house as a pass through for one of our entrances well, at least three years, then this nut job comes in, sets up his house. We're made friendly. Nice guy. Bit in the old side, though. Yeah, he's absolutely off his rocker. I, yeah, I would. He's I would, great. I would say he's best described as wacky. But he wacky is. Jackie indeed. He's, he's Daffy he's Jackie. Amusing, incredibly useful, and friendly as, as all get out, so. Which is why the keys don't mind him. Yeah. <laughs> he's down. Eventually, you guys get down into, um... Secret tunnel! <coughs> like this Secret sewer tunnel. system. <laughs> Secret, <laughs> Secret tunnel. The... Secret tunnel. <laughs> the sewer. Secret, um, Secret, Secret set. tunnel. Secret sewer? Secret sewer. What's well, a sewer oh, yeah, system. Oh, gonna sing. Gonna sing with me, baby? Oh. <clears throat> he starts, you know, like leading you through this. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't say a maze of sewer systems, but it's these a lot of interconnecting lines and stuff. Um, everyone, make me a perception check. Less secret tunnel. Oh, dear Less Lord. secret tunnel. <laughs> oh shit! I was really hoping I would Yo. get to use that. <laughs> no secret tunnel. Natural 20 for... Uh, so, Damn. natural 20 for 28, 19, yeah. 22. Uh, it's not a secret yeah. tunnel, you're not gonna lost, but you actually notice, um, how this kid is navigating, and there's, uh, small symbols or metal keys that have been embedded into the stone work of the sewer. And that's how he's finding his way through, and you see there's different types of markings. There's, uh small iron keys that are either hung on nails or actually embedded into some of the concrete holding the tunnel together. There are carvings of a six with arrows pointing in certain directions. Um, there's also uh, like other symbols. There's like a helmet, there's a sword, there's a crown. You also see there's uh, a like kind of like ovular shape, which you can assume is a coin judging by how it's carved in uh, with in, uh, arrows pointing in certain directions. Like, this is straight-up hobo... Like, hobo signs everywhere yeah. that these kids have set up. Every now and then, like, another kid will pass by you, like, kind of running around. <laughs> I look down and I say, I like your navigation system. Subtle. Yeah, it comes in quite useful for the mice. The mice? Yeah. 
Uh, at that point, like a, a much younger kid comes running by and he points to one and goes, Mice? Oh, that's so cute. Uh, eventually. Really ankle deep in stinky sewer. <laughs> we'll go lost in sewer. How about that? Magical resonance. <clears throat> so. Perfect timing. Pure gods. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, look at that. I was like, how much yeah, longer yeah. do I have to vamp? <laughs> yeah. Well, if we you. We got this. We got this. Uh, so, yeah, you, you eventually end up at this huge junction uh, of sewers. Now. You know what? Crisis, because of your freaking keen mind feet. You oh, yeah. know exactly where you are. You guys are directly under Upper Walk. Oh, shit. I'm gonna tell the peeps. Um, I'm also gonna... You know what? Uh, just make me a survival check, and it's gonna be a low DC, but combined with uh, keen mind. Yes, I'm just gonna steal some boogers real quick. Come here. Ah, thank you. One of the kids with a snot nose just... <laughs> it's not theft if they're freely given. It's just my little lizard tongue that delicious. Crisis loves that. You said you said what? Survival? Survival, yeah. Eighteen. Okay, with eighteen survival combined with keen mind, you know where all of those symbols are pointing towards. Um <laughs> Now that you've, you know, you've explored the city a decent amount, open street district a little less than the others, uh, the coins, Portway Market. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, that checks out. All the keys are the ones you've been following. Ooh, like, every time you get to a junction, yeah, the keys are always pointing towards where you're heading. Uh, the crown points towards Upper Walk. Um, the... Swords and helmets point to different sections that you've seen uh, soldiers. Hmm. So anywhere that's essentially guarded. And the helmet and sword uh, distinguishes if it's guards or if it's soldiers. <laughs> because, again, Crisis has been through the city a decent amount now that you have a very good layout and what's where. Uh, Smiley, too. I mean, it's your hometown. Yeah. You never extensively explored the sewers uh, back when you were here, but you have been through them. You know. Um, they're mm. an easy way to get around uh, unnoticed. And eventually, yeah, you guys get to this huge, huge junction, and you just see there's tons of kids, like, playing and running around. Like, very clean. Um... There's, like, small brazier fires. Uh, there's couches, chairs. You see there's a number of beds off to, like, one side that are partially curtained off. Um, like, it looks like just this massive... I wouldn't say orphanage, but just play area combined living space for these kids. There's, like, this, like, almost ramshackle jungle gym, too. Um, and as you get in... The, uh, the kid that you're with uh, lets out a, a sharp whistle 
thing calls out. Uh, I always forget the second one. Harper. He calls out. Oi, Brand, Harper. I got the blokes for you. And you see, walking over to you, is the Earth Genasi. Kind of hard to distinguish gender. Has that, like, athletic appearance that could be either male or female. Uh, wearing, like, super baggy pants, kind of like a leather vest of sorts that you saw performing dance in the, uh, in the Portway Market yesterday as the distraction for the con, walking over to you. And then another individual that looks a little strange. Like What were the a, names? Uh Harper and Brand. Brand. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry, continue. <laughs> um So and you, it's like it almost looks like their features are shifting. Like it starts out they kind of look like uh, a wood elf with bright uh amber eyes. Then as they're walking towards you, you see the the ears are shifting, are like becoming smaller. Um, the jawline is becoming a little wider. They're actually growing maybe an inch or two <clears throat> as they walk over. And you see as they're walking, their gait is also changing. Like they go from this kind of live, very smooth gait to like a bit of a sway back and forth, um, posturing a little. And by the time that individual comes over, they almost look like Smiley. <coughs> um, and as you walk up, you see these two. Well, one is a teenager. the the Janet The Earth Janassi is a straight up teenager. The other one now just looks like Smiley. <coughs> they go. They they come and introduce themselves. The the Earth Janassi, very rough voice. Again, hard to discern gender by anything. Goes, uh, hey there, I'm Brand. Nice to meet you, Brand. Uh, I've heard good things from you from, uh, Wilfred. <laughs> Kid says you gave a hefty donation to us yesterday. And you see, like, as they're talking, the Genassi's kind of, like, bouncing around a little bit. Like, they can't stand or sit still. <coughs> um, then the other one walks forward. And not Smiley's voice. <laughs> But a much younger voice, again, but a little softer. Um, very self-assured. Uh, much younger voice, probably teenager, walks up and goes, Hi there, I'm Harper. It is your pleasure to make my acquaintance. He goes to, like, shake a hand. Um, as he does, his features start shifting now to look like Sigmund. Or their features start looking shifting to look like Sigmund. And as they talk, their features are just constantly shifting to look like a different one of you. Or to look like someone else entirely. A guard, another kid, but like a slightly taller version. Um, <laughs> like, they're just constantly changing their appearance. And by this fact, you can guess that Harper is a changeling. Yeah, probably the same changeling as last time. <coughs> No, you know that Cliffic was a, a different person. Oh, Cliffic is a different person? Okay. Cliffic is, Cliffic is a girl. Cliffic is much younger. Um, okay. Harper is someone entirely different. Like, even the voice. Okay. The voice doesn't change no matter what they... Uh, oh, okay, okay. What their appearance is. Um, so, you, you can tell this is a different person. 
And Harper goes, Well, I have heard very good things about you. Almost as good as myself. I would be very proud to introduce myself. I'm Harper. I'm one of the two keys in Lathan. And this is Brand, the other key. We hear you're looking for things about the Grins. You're interesting. Well... This person uh, <laughs> is super self-assured. <laughs> like, um, it's not that I'm looking for things about the grins per se, but I'm trying to get in touch with them. More specifically, at least, there are obviously some gaps in my knowledge, but uh, I would, I, I would venture a guess that I know most, if not all, of what you could tell us. Well, then you are. Very lucky to have found the six keys and me, myself, and I. <laughs> they give a wry smile, I'm and eventually sure. they do kind of like start shifting slowly more towards their changeling form. Uh, you can see the skin shade on every time they change is slowly getting paler. Their hair is getting paler. <clears throat> um, and you see both of them have the, the six keys tattoo on their arm, but it's like this massive version. It's not like this small wrist tattoo that all the kids have. It's like this massive just forearm of a key, and both of them have a different styled key uh, with the six next to it. <laughs> because, and, and Harper continues, and this is because we can get you into Upper Walk. Did it already! And now it's locked up. Not for us, not for me. And uh, Brand kind of speaks up again, you know, kind of bouncing around. Almost like they're constantly warming up. <coughs> and goes, uh, yeah. One of your, uh, one of your friends came by. About two days ago. Water Janassi, big buff guy. Harisu, he, uh, mentioned you. Your bike's How's he doing? Bumps. Thank you. He's still alive? Yeah, well, to our knowledge. Good. Yeah. He kind of Hard to say exactly where he is right now. To see? Yeah. I believe he said he's in the Feywild. Oh. Yeah, that would explain it. Oh, thank you. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and you can see at this point, actually, in in the back is Cliffic <laughs> playing with some other kids. Uh, in her her uh, young human girl form. Oh, shit. Well, there's the kid. I'm like, hey. She sees you and, like, waves her. at you, smiles, and continues playing in the back. So, oh. you, uh... You guys want to get a message to the Grins, or you just want to get up into Upper Walk? Because we can get you there. Getting out's a little trickier, but... Once you know the way, you know the way. That's for sure. I think we ought to try to just get up there. Uh, yeah, I'm already, I've already got the someone's party? trying to get a message through to them. 
Well, in that case, there are, um... We'd like to introduce you to some people. One of them wants to get up there into Upper Walk as well. Has some sort of beef with someone. Oh, beef. And the green name kind of started passing around. They came a little antsy. Also got another one, one of our older members. <clears throat> She's pretty... Sorry, that voice is harsh She's on me. pretty? She's pretty? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she is. <clears throat> She's pretty well versed in, uh, in Lathan and uh, navigating the upper walk without looking suspicious. Oh, little okay. ironically. Thank you for listening to this episode of Caldercast. Today's episode featured Dan as Alaric Smiley Grin, Sadie Bennett as Finn Auschgier, Tanya as Crisis the Kobold, Kevin as Sigmund Drakram, and Sean as Dungeon Master. If you enjoyed the episode, consider leaving us a like, comment, or review, as well as share the episode to help others find our podcast. If you want to know when new episodes come out, you can always follow us on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, and Stitcher under Caldercast. You can also find us on Twitter at Caldercast for future episodes and possible channel updates, news, or other notifications. Thanks again, and we'll see all you crows in the next episode of our adventure.